Welcome to the Bike Talk with Dave podcast. I'm your host, Dave Mabel, and I'm glad you're here. My guest today, Carl Voss, has been an advocate for bikes and trails for more than 50 years. No lie. A few of the things he's left in his wake include the first mile of paved trail in central Iowa, a community bike share program, a bike renovation and distribution program, He's worked with area municipalities to ensure that they work with each other in planning trails and bike routes so they all connect. He's promoted Bike to Work Day and grown it to be an entire month. He started an annual bike art show and he has finally found a seat in the Des Moines City Council. I could go on and on. Carl's advocacy work is a lesson for all of us to roll up our sleeves and get to work to... Well, as I've heard him say for many years, put more butts on bikes. Carl and I met in the back room of Chain and Spoke Coffee. Its sole intent is to be available for small group meetings, or you could use it to report, record your podcast. Just call Chain and Spoke to reserve it for when you need some space. So now, for the first time from the Bike Talk with Dave studio, from Chain and Spoke Coffee... Here's my conversation with bicycle advocate, Carl Voss. Carl Voss, what a pleasure to have you on Bike Talk with Dave. It's good to meet you, (laughs) finally. I've known, I've heard about you for all these years and it's good to finally finally meet you. Oh, that is such a crock. (laughs) It is such a crock. Good to sit down with you again. I was actually trying to figure out when we first met and I don't know if I could put my thumb on yeah, on meeting you, it was either I, a Ragbri or a Dam to Dam or, or a Living yeah. History Farms run. But we did some great work together in some of the early years when we transitioned from bike uh, to work day to bike to work week and then transitioned that to bike month. Yep. And we did some awesome inserts into the was that in the register or was that in City View? City View. Okay. City, City View, View magazine. Yeah. Yep. City View and uh, Momentum, Iowa Momentum yeah. magazine. Yeah. Uh, we did do some great work and uh, it was a pleasure working with you. And I feel like it was great. Like those were great years for, like you said, from bike to work day to bike to work week to bike month. And yeah, we really such a built, celebration. That was tr- so much fun building the bike community. It really that's has really been. Good, yeah, that's one of the reasons I want to talk to you because you, I mean, gosh, you go all the way back to. Um, I'm going to just look at a date here, uh, 2020, and helping build the Lords and Skate Park. Like you go all the way back those three years. Or maybe 50 to 1973. Yeah. I was reading that you, um, okay, for those who don't know, I'll do an introduction before the show, but so this is Carl Voss. Um, uh, you moved here in 71 to Des Moines. From where? Where'd you move from? Uh, well, I had graduated from the University of Missouri in, uh, or Missouri in 1970, and then I worked. Uh, about 18 months in suburban Chicago for a group of newspapers. But I'd interned two summers at the register when I was uh, an undergrad and uh, in the register photo department. And so an opening came up and I moved here in the fall of 71. Um, register or register and Tribune? Well, register and Tribune, but I was working register hours so oh, okay so morning that was a morning paper right that was a morning paper so worked uh, you know normally started about 1 p.m. and um, and worked until 10 so yeah. oh that's not too bad for a morning yeah. paper yeah. Uh, can you believe like we had a morning and an afternoon paper yeah, it was looking pretty back. awesome yeah it was it was great and so if you were working at night and there was a Tribune assignment, you you pull it off the board and you know do it. Mm. Very good. Regardless. So at that time, I think there were as many as twenty four photographers in the uh, photo department. So wow, or twenty four staff people. There were a couple lab people in there, but yes. So huh, that's crazy. 
and uh, roll a 36. Yeah, we uh, rolled our own, so to speak, uh, um, bulk loading. Uh, yeah, so you'd stuff. squeeze a little few more than 36 on a roll. Yeah, or if you just needed a short roll to do a headshot, you'd just do mm. a six or eight exposure roll. So. Oh my, how things have changed, haven't yes, they? Yes, they have. They big have. time, big time. I remember, and I don't know if people will care, but <laughs> they we're having just a old friend conversation, but I remember being at Drake Relays and, you know, working my way around the track for the 400 hurdles. And some kid took a picture with his phone. He was a Drake student working in the media department. And he took a picture with his phone and he shoves it in my face. And he's like, that's pretty good for a phone, huh? And I'm like, whew. We're yeah. in the middle of an evolution right I here and so. now. Yeah. And that was, I was digital. That was, that was from digital, but that's, the phone has changed things for sure. Digital changed things for sure. Uh, so I want to go back to um, 1973 because I just had a conversation with Matt Fippen talking about the celebration of the 50th RAGBRAI. Right. And you've been on a couple RAGBRAIs, I understand. I think this will make uh, 44. 44. RAGBRAIs. You've done more RAGBRAIs than um, some people are old. <laughs> Well, now that's that's easy. Thought. That's yeah. easy to do, yeah. though. Um, that's crazy. Um, first, were you you worked for the register? Did you go along on the ride? I did. So um, let's see. I rode from um, Ames to Des Moines, and then I photographed the last few days. So so that I think it was that the last two days. I think so. Yeah, and um, actually. Uh, I rode John Karras's bike on part of that. That's an honor. Yeah, so um, uh, a photographer, uh, George Ciola, uh, rigged up on my bike, a bracket off the front axle, drilled out so that it, you could hang a uh, Nikon motorized camera with a fisheye lens on it. Uh, triggered um, to the right handlebar um, with like a doorbell and so with this was a brand new fisheye lens and John was supposed to uh, ride my bike out of Ames with the fisheye lens <laughs> off the front fork and I rode John's bike and um, then he, we're supposed to trade off at the someplace out of town. So I just kept riding slowly, slowly, and I never saw, and I thought, John will be here soon. And um, uh, I think John got hung up talking to media people and such, so. Eating anyway, pie, maybe? Probably not. He was, he was a little bit grumpy. And uh, his wife, Anne, rode past me. There were only about 300 people on the ride that in the roots of Ragbri, but um, Anne said, John's behind a little bit and he's looking for you and he's really PO'd. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we swapped bikes back and um, I took the um, Nikon uh, motorized body off my Fuji Finest bike and uh, rode on into Des Moines then, so. That's awesome. So that's, Did he get any good pictures? Uh, yeah, and you know, the register, all their media, um, the files and negatives have been abused or neglected or whatever, so I, I don't really have an image of that, but it was published. It was, so, cool. Yeah. Fish eyes were a big damn deal then, so. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, camera mounted to your bike was a big damn yeah. deal then. And then I... I it was the beginning of a, GoPro. Yeah, I uh, photographed, I re distinctly remember going through Iowa City and um, photographing Carter LeBeau, slapping hands with kids at the west edge of, I'm sorry, east edge of Iowa City probably Regina and uh, you know slapping hands and he had his distinctive rugby rugby socks of different colors of course it was a black and white image but Carter always remembered that that image so Carter was a well-known figure in the Quad Cities um, uh, 
bike circles. So that's awesome. Good. Yeah. So that was the first ride ride. Yeah, that's cool. That's pretty cool. And then here we are, number fifty. Yeah. So it going the the year up to that, John and I, because we both work nights, would ride in the morning, and sometimes we'd ride out. Um, Ashworth Road. Can you imagine mm -hmm. riding on Ashworth Road? Oh, now? I, that was. I used to ride out Ashworth Road, yeah, right out uh, to Boonville Road. Yeah, we. I counted once uh, that there were thirteen stop lights that were added, or traffic oh, lights boy. on the route that we just used to sail out to Waukee, come back, yep. do a quick shower, and go down to work. So huh. that. So that. Or um, Anne would take us out. John's wife in there. Uh, Volkswagen bus, and we'd ride out the country roads like around Bondurant and you know other places where there was you know, no one out there. So that's how I spent the summers leading up to Rag Bride. What great memories! That's fun. Yeah, that's very fun. Well, <laughs> that's a good segue to the other thing that was kind of happening then, 1973, and I understand or I believe you had a bit to do with it. Uh, showing up here, uh, somewhere around 1973, the Bill Riley Trail, the first mile of paved trail in Des Moines opened up that same year. And oh my, how things have changed. And oh my, what Carl Voss had to do with making those things change. I don't know if you take credit for that or not. I, well, I don't, but I did help raise money and um, there was a bike-a-thon at the fairgrounds so that was riding laps around oh and uh that could be hilly uh, <laughs> you go up over uh i don't i re i want to recall that it was not a really great day mm -hmm. weather weather wise but um i know that jim haas was so that's dave haas's dad was mm -hmm. involved in Organizing, we had like teams, and you can make pledges. And if you gave five dollars, you got a free felt tip pen. That's awesome. Well, I, I mean, it cost you five bucks, so it wasn't free. Well, but <laughs> yeah. it cost me more than that from the damage of shirts. Uh, for sure, for sure, that it leaked in. <laughs> yes, because we wore uh, shirts and ties at that time to work. So. Oh yeah. right, yeah. right. Yeah. So you'd have your ball, your pen, and your yeah, ruined a few of those. Yeah, with that's too bad. That pen. So, well, you definitely have had a lot to do with the, I would say, the building of the community in Central Iowa, not just Des Moines, but in Central Iowa. Um, and you, I'm gonna also say that you have been on city council for. How long is that? A uh, uh, four-year term. I'm just wrapping up my first four-year term. I well, and then I, I served also briefly as an interim role when Brian Meyer, who was a city council member, won a seat to the Iowa legislature, to mm. the House. So then he had to resign from the city council. Until there was a special election, I served as an interim um, um, I can't believe four years has ticked by. I would yeah. have said two or one. Yeah, well, <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. We got five meetings in, and then COVID hits. Oh, so right, had, right. So we've had uh, some interesting challenges that you know weren't uh, anything I thought about when we, we were campaigning. So no doubt. So let's go back. Five years is well, 2019. Um, but before that, you weren't on city council or anything. But I'm just going to kind of read through your some of the stuff that Carl Voss had his fingers in and helped make happen. Um, a big one, co-founder of the Des Moines Bicycle Collective. Right, now known as the Street Collective. Now known as the Street Collective. And through work at the collective, Huge advocate for trails, huge advocate for um, giving bikes away, for making bikes affordable to those who uh, couldn't otherwise afford a bike, um, teaching people how to fix their own bikes, just making bikes more accessible and more available. Um, that was 2008. Um, we talked a bit about bike to work day, bike to work week, bike to work month, and holy moly, like. Uh, those early days of bike month were awesome. 
like every Friday handlebar happy hour, uh, bike Sunday school on Sunday. Every week there were many events that people could be involved in that had to do with bike. Bike to work week, like we encourage people to ride their bike to work just once. Just get on your bike and try it. Oh, remember we had the bike commute challenge. We had company teams uh, to see how many miles you could uh, rack up um, biking to work. So small and large companies, individuals. So that was a, a pretty cool thing. That was awesome. And as you say that, I'm remembering when, uh, because you also helped, um, I don't know, cause. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but you were instrumental in the Des Moines bus system, the MTA, putting bike racks on their bus. That was my first, um, that was my first venture into uh, um, advocacy, advocacy ad bike advocacy, and um, I think that was 2005 or so. so we got um, bike racks on all the, on every regular route bus. And so we had to do it for um, uh, actually all the buses because they circulate, they don't, it's not like the same bus is on your route every day. So, so that was a pretty big deal. Well, that, that was a big deal. And I remember as part of bike month, we had a race. Like oh, the what? bus, do you remember that? A, a yes. bus commute and a, and a bicycle. Yeah, and then we had a car commute against, um, oh, she moved to Wisconsin. Um, she was so fast. She um, was so fast. And um, uh, we, we, uh, the bike, they, we raced um, a car. Jane, Jane the, Reese. Jane, yes, yep. uh, um, from Johnston. And of course, on the, the trail is diagonal. Mm -hmm. And there's not a really great, smooth way to get downtown, but um, the car beat uh, the two bicyclists by like three or four minutes, but they had a flat on their bike. And they fixed it and still only yeah. lost by three or four minutes. I remember yeah. that. that was, oh, that was so much fun. That was so much fun. And um, I, one of the great things you brought to town, and, and I'm putting this totally on your back, is Pedal Art Poster Show. Right, so I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm back in and organizing it this year. Are you really? Yeah, good, so, good for the Pedal Art Poster Show. Yeah, I think that was uh, 2010 was the Sounds about first right. year. So. And what, that was the event of the year. That, well, it generally is the large, best attended event. So that's going to be um, Friday, May 12th at Confluence. Awesome. And so we've got um, artists lined up working on their bike theme posters and um yeah it should be a really great night yeah and the first couple of years started out as art crank art crank yeah right. well, and it was an idea from minneapolis that my son uh who andrew andrew lives in st paul i said dad you should do something like this in des moines so they they helped us get it organized and then let us take it over entirely and so we've had some Great posters, incredible. And that posters. really launched John Bosley's uh, campaign. Oh, really? And his business, Bos Prince. Yeah, Bos he, Prince. And he does a great, great job yeah. still yeah. with so many things. Oh, he's got a really great gravel road uh, uh, poster up, upcoming this year. So. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I'll have to. Uh, every year, we're excited to see the the posters. So, what's the scoop? Each that. It used to be 30 artists make 30 prints and they're 30 bucks. I think those numbers have changed, but well, same bit. concept. Yeah, same concept. It's still a, a limited print run of 30 prints and uh, it's $40 now, but that's not. No, uh, that's not too bad. $40 yeah, for a their same, number. It's signed and numbered, yeah, right? Yeah, 70% yep. of the proceeds go back to the artist. So that they don't normally get that cut out of a. Um, uh, a gallery, and then the the prints will be a bike world uh, through the remainder of the month. So, awesome. So, so if they miss the event on May twelfth, they're great for framed uh, prints in your home, or um, you know, some people give them as birthday gifts or wedding gifts. I've uh, somewhat embraced that. I have thirty three framed. <laughs> 
pillar posters in our house. <laughs> you're you're way ahead of us. I think we have like five or six, but uh, which is still a lot. And and we talk about rotating them. You know, oh, let's go and. We just don't have that much you wall know, space all left. All the best so galleries do rotate. They I'm do. Sure. Well, I wouldn't say that we're one of the best galleries, well, but, I, I'm but what a great have idea! To start rotating. So, <laughs> yeah, well, you might have to, or or uh, get more wall space, yeah, so. maybe. But yeah, I don't know. Um, so that was that. I think pedal art is one of your great great legacies. Oh, well, thank you. I didn't Definitely. really expect to, to jump in and, and uh, I guess, curate and organize it this year, but we had a um, three local professionals help uh, chose the artist to, hmm. to participate, so. That's cool. Yeah. Like they were the jury? Yeah, they were the, yeah, it was, you get juried in, then you, then you create a, uh, juried in based on your portfolio, and then you uh, create a special poster for, for the show. So yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that's May twelfth. Yeah, that's at a Confluence Friday. Brewing. Yep. yep, very cool. Um, and do you know when Bike to Work Week? Do you know what week that is? I I do not. I I, I know some of the uh, the details. I know they have the um, Ride of Silence. Yeah, I was going to talk about the Ride of Silence, which happens in not just Des Moines, that happens all over the country, doesn't it? It's a Wednesday night around the, shoot, I mid May. It's, it's typically mid May, yep, yep. Um, and we. And I think that night we're going to launch, uh, this is new, you probably don't know about this. We'll write this down. Um, so we got um, 300 light sets that we're going to give away. Oh, wow. So we did this in. 2011 or so, we caught people riding at in the dark or at dusk or dawn without lights, and we uh, it was it was a blast. Mm -hmm. Saying, "Hey, I'd like to give you a set of lights. What's the catch? Are you sure? What's the catch? Well, the catch is we caught you riding without lights, so we, we'd like you to ride safely. So, so I think we're going to launch it that night uh, of the." Um, the ride of silence so perfect because it's an evening ride and people might be yeah. riding home at well we hope not we hope everyone already had but it's fun to catch people and, and give them a put treat. the light yeah and yep. give them, mount the lights on their bike front and rear so that's awesome now that's one thing that uh motorists complain about is gosh i was so scared i saw someone out riding at night without lights so yeah, yeah. no doubt uh Definitely safer, for sure. Yes. For yeah. sure. Um, I mean, Carl, we haven't even gotten halfway through all the stuff that you were responsible for. Well, this is why I'm, I'm right just there. looking at the map right here. Here's the best part of this map. This is a, a metro map of... what. If somebody says how many miles of trail are in central Iowa, what's your answer? <clears throat> You know, I've sent that one to you before. You have, I know, and I'm wondering what your answer is today. Well, let's see. I didn't wear those socks that have the, I think it's 300 miles in Polk County, 600 in Central Iowa, 80, um, it might be around, around 90 miles just in Des Moines. Of, so, and so those are um, hard surface trails. I think they count a few of the soft trails. Oh tour. really? Yeah. So yeah, I had something to do with Sycamore. Yeah. So, so there's plenty of. It's amazing. Road. Yeah, and we're it's just amazing. The, our city council is going to. Um, uh, we should approve the contract for the link between Des Moines and Carlisle at our next council meeting. Oh wow, so, that's that is a missing link for sure. Yeah. So well, that so that will mean that you could ride all the way from Indianola to Jefferson on trails. And I think that's around 90 miles one way. It's unbelievable. And you, and I was around in those days and I was working with you and I saw you going to meetings. And so I know you had to do with the fact that all of the trails are interconnected. Uh, we yeah. go to different places. We were in Austin and, and um, uh, Fort Worth recently, and they've got some nice trails, but they're islands. Right. So, 
and you had a lot to do with making sure that our trails connect to each other so that you can ride from Indianola, 30 miles south of Des Moines, to Jefferson, 50 miles northwest of yeah. Des Moines, yeah. right. or Perry, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Right. or a Bondurant, yeah. Yeah. or I mean, fill in the blank. It's amazing, the, the trail network is amazing. And like, how, where did that vision and desire to make that work come from? Man, some of that must just be in my DNA just to um, stay after it. You know, you have to go to, you gotta show up. Decisions are made by the people that show up, so you gotta be at the meetings. So, you know, I've been fortunate that I could attend some of the daytime meetings, which is where a lot of decisions are made. So just stay after it, you know. What nice. you, like why? Let me ask you why. So you were on Ragbri in 1973. You helped raise five dollars for the Bill Riley Trail. I'm sure you were responsible for more than five dollars. Um, Fifty years ago, you were you were working and a little bit in the bike industry, but I would guess that you were more sent to I don't know the wrestling tournament, Veterans oh, yeah, Auditorium, or whatever. The bikes were strictly leisure, um, so I was pretty lucky to um, have known John Karras, and he cared about me, and so this is one way to give back for all the uh, wonderful people that the biking world has introduced me to, and so it's payback for John. And That's nice. Um, That's very thoughtful. Um, you know, I think Des Moines looks best behind handlebars, and I enjoy just pulling over sometimes on the bike and talking to someone that you see on the street. I haven't seen you in ages, you know, and, you know, how are things? Or, so those are conversations you can have um, in a, on a bike that you can't really, from a car, you can't just, well, you shouldn't just pull over anywhere. <laughs> right, um, right. Yeah, and um, I just love the conversations and such as part of Ragbri and writing with people and meeting new people and asking them what their story is. And That's awesome. That's incredible. I feel like you are a great role model for others of us. I mean, I'm not saying you're old, but you were working on trails and on Ragbri in 1973. <laughs> so you've been around a couple of years, but it's like the, the, the amount, the number of things that you've accomplished or had your fingers in and pushed into existence, um, like the Metro bike maps. Um, oh my gosh, we haven't even talked about the B-Cycle program. Um, and you weren't on city council. You weren't running for city council. You were not politically motivated. You were not, you didn't own a bike shop and you would make more money if more people were on bikes. You just seemed to do that because you love cycling. Uh, and what it um, adds, the extra ingredient to my life. So and I've been pretty lucky. I haven't had any serious bike injuries and I've had good health and so. Probably has something to do with the number of miles you put in, both running and cycling. Yeah. I mean, I think you know as many runners as cyclists. You're as, as prevalent in that world. A few. <laughs> a few, for I sure. Um, but like you said, uh, nothing happens if you don't show up. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of fun little things that happen in Des Moines. They're not like NCAA basketball terms, but there were great things that happened that um, makes it fun to live in Des Moines. Absolutely. Well, I, I feel like the trails make it fun to live in Des Moines. Like, it's a treat. Dee and I have our 25-mile urban loop. Like, if we've got an hour 45, like, oh, let's just go ride the urban loop. That's a gift of Carl Voss. Uh, wow. <laughs> And many, many yeah, others, yeah, but, right. but the fact that you've been pushing that 
train on down the tracks for so many years, I think speaks volumes. <laughs> and they freaking, you get your own trail now. There's the Carl Voss Trail. Oh, there is. Speaking yeah, of there Carlisle, <laughs> like how do you get to the Carlisle Trail? You ride the Carl Voss Trail from Mullet's southeast to Easter Lake. How you know, that's, you one, that's one of the few goose-free trails in Des Moines. Did you know that? <laughs> it's that... It, I have never heard anyone describe uh, a trail as goose-free, and the second you say yeah. it, it's like, there's, oh, that's... Uh, yeah. Okay, so to Easter Lake is the Carl Voss Trail, yeah. yes? Yeah. Because beyond Easter Lake, there's there a, a lot of geese. Yeah, but there's no water. There's <laughs> no, no, there's no water up there, but there are there's, a lot of geese. There's, there's so no the, water on the, uh, no streams or lakes beside the Carl Voss Trail. So. How do you end up with a trail with your name on it? Are you, you're not, I'm not talking to a ghost. Like typically you get stuff named after you, after you've right. been gone for 15 yeah. years. And they're like, hey, you remember that Carl Voss dude? He did good things. Let's name a trail after him. How do you get a trail named after you? Did you, were you instrumental in it? being there? I didn't plan the trail. You didn't. Uh, I mean, I was on the Friends of Des Moines Parks board, but... Um, of course. But, but I didn't have anything to do with planning the route, which is pretty awesome, the route. And so Joe Gatto uh, is, is it, the Carl Voss trails in Joe's ward, and he suggested, before I served on the council, that, um, that they name the um, trail in honor of me for for being involved in the bike community, I guess, or the trail community, because as you know, there aren't any bike trails in Des Moines. They're all trails. They're not bike Fair trails. Fair enough. Yep, yeah. that's fair enough. They are all trails, yes, absolutely, which is why it's the street collective, not the bike collective, because they work for access for all, right? Yeah. Um, do you remember first hearing that the Carl Voss Trail would be named the Carl Voss Trail? Uh, I can't remember if Joe or Ben Page told me about it, so that it was going to be before the council. So yeah, so it's well, quite an honor. I kind of, whoa, that's pretty nice. So, did yeah. you cry? Uh, I don't know. You don't Maybe, have to. Yeah, I, I probably when they finally dedicated the trail, I was in tears because my whole family was there. And they yeah. were all on bikes, so it was a. Pretty good Chris Meharry photo of that event. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Absolutely. A, a few, I'm sure. Um, well, that's that's got to be an honor. That's super cool and definitely well-deserved. There it is just down the street from the Bill Riley Trail, which was the first. Yeah. That yeah, you helped, there it is. Uh, yeah. That you had a part in making. Well, just beyond the Meredith Trail, so yeah. Beyond the yeah. Meredith Trail. Yep. You know what? It's almost a perfect, uh, uh, the Carl Voss Trail and then the Mark Ackleson Trail around Easter Lake, and Mark's alive, by the way, so. Awesome, that, how did he do that, there, how did he get a trail? There and back is almost a perfect half marathon. Oh, nice. Which you wouldn't have to have too many, um, hire too many police officers off duty to monitor. For sure, yeah, for sure, so. yep. Um, Pretty great, so. From our house, the trip around Easter Lake and back is 33 miles. Oh, Which nice. we do regularly. Do you ever stop and like have have lunch or stop at that, you know, by the covered bridge or there's a... We, well, I, I appreciate that you said one of your, um, one of your joys is stopping and talking to people you haven't yeah. seen it for a while. Yeah. Um, we always run into people we know and very often we stop and chat with them, but you know D&I. Yeah. We get on our bike and we do our bike ride and, and then we get home and then we go out to dinner or. So you're, I, you couldn't almost qualify for the older urban riders group. <laughs> What's the age limit? Well, you have to, you have to be ARP qualified. <laughs> you have to have an ARP card. <laughs> I don't have an ARP card, but we sure get that stuff in the mail all the time. So we uh, do uh, either a breakfast ride or a, oh, I mean, a ride and breakfast or a ride and lunch. And um, it's not race paced. It's, um, um, we have uh, no bylaws, no committees, no officers. Nice, nice. Um, uh, um, Ann and I, Ann does the maps and, and, and I send out the emails. And we always, we've, um, Ann Schumann, I don't know if you know, Ann, she's part of the Wild 
Women Bike yep. Club? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So we've actually grown to the point that we can't go to restaurants anymore because we'll have 30 plus people that would just show up and hey, I you know I could ride today. I don't. I'm not volunteering anywhere. I don't have any grandkids. Uh, so, and that's a great group too. That would be a great group. I, I would say our our stop and go rides um, are seven days typically in July on Ragbri. Oh. We will ride to breakfast, and then we will ride to pie, and then we'll ride to a beer and then we'll ride to a hamburger, and then we'll ride to more pie, and then, mm. so Ragbri is the, kind of the one. But keep me in the loop on the. Uh, okay, the tour. Uh, 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 what we uh, also what'd call you call it? The older urban riders. Older urban riders. Well, I mean, we, we're older or, and we're urban, so. Uh, or geezers, it's fine. <laughs> Hold farts to get fat yeah. in the winter group. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I don't want to uh, let this time go by without talking about the B-cycles. Oh, okay. Which yeah. are super cool. Yeah. Um, I remember when you told me about them, uh, I was working at the uh, collective doing the bike repair class. Yeah. And you're like, hey, I'm going up. I think they were, we got the first ones from Trek. Didn't Trek make them? We're, we're the, known as the second uh, Trek B-cycle set up in the country. Wow, that's and impressive. See, so, you're a trendsetter. Uh, um, or fools. Uh, <laughs> well, they, I mean, they're still here. Yeah. Um, you are like, okay, there's going to be some bikes parked in stations, and people can check them out and go ride around the city, and then they put them back in the station, and it charges them for whatever time that they rode their bike, or yeah. whatever the system was. And I was like, huh. Well, that's kind of interesting one. Like Des Moines doesn't seem like it would, that would work. And yet, I mean, now I'm looking at the date, 2010, 13 years later, a half marathon of time later. Yeah. Uh, they're all over the place. And yeah. I see people riding them. I see, uh, we live out, we live nine miles from Mullets, which I, is kind of the center of the hub from downtown Des Moines. Yeah, sure. Um, and we will see them out on the trails by our house. People have well, checked them out, and they've gone for a long ride. And yeah, and so awesome. there's also a station at uh, Raccoon River yep. Park, and Clive and uh, has a station, and Windsor Heights does now. So we started with four stations and 18 bikes, and I would have never, knowing what I know now, I would not have started with such a small footprint, but um, yeah, so it's one of the few that's operated by a nonprofit um, a bike organization. Mm -hmm. It's one of the few in the country, so. And it's operated by the collect Yeah, the collective. street collective, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, and so the e-bikes have been great for expansion mm -hmm. and they get checked out about three times as much as the classic bikes. I did an article for Momentum magazine you and I met on the Martin Luther King Drive Bridge. Do you remember that? Right, yes. And we rode those bikes there. And I'm like, whoo, these are heavy, these are heavy bikes. <laughs> so well, they I, have to be to be a fleet bike. They for sure, to, they're yeah. super heavy duty. You don't want them braking. Um, but I can see why the e-bikes are checked out. How many times, three times? About three times as much, yeah. Yeah, I can, so. I can see why. Uh, but what a great program. Like, I mean, where do you even get that idea? Why do you think that works in Des Moines? Um, well, one of my friends, Tim Lane, had been at a conference in Denver for public health, and they were talking, they had a demo site there. And so he brought the idea back, and then Tim moved out of town and left me to... Here's a great idea for you, Carl. Good luck. You'll like this one, Carl. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, it's been a, um, again, it's another, I feel like Des Moines is a great community, and I talk about a lot on this podcast, as a great community to ride bikes from the most, like Megan Eastler just got seventh overall at the Redlands stage race. Uh, Matt Zimmer helped his teammate win the Redlands stage race. Marissa Boaz just got second in some giant gravel race and they're all Des Moines. So from the sharp end to rag to 
old geezers who go out and get breakfast. Yeah. Um, to people who check out the B cycle and ride around the neighborhood or ride out to Clive or whatever. Like Des Moines is a great place to ride bikes and live on all these awesome trails. And you've had so much to do with that. And what blows me away, and I'm, this isn't the Carl Voss like roast or anything, um, but it kind of sounds like it. What blows me away is you did so much of this and you were not on city, like you had no, yeah, right. No yeah. real, like, political, no agenda. You, there was yeah. no Carl Voss, like, oh, I'm going to be president of the cycling world someday, and so I need to get these trails so that they all connect in the hub. Um, but now you're on city council. Do you feel like you're as um, productive on city council as you were before you were on city council? Or are you more productive now? Do you have more ability to do things and get things done and, and well, maybe see visions no, knowing, knowing the people, not um, that people respond more to a council member, but just, you know, it's about the network in Des Moines to get stuff done. So, so you feel like being, saying Carl Voss, city council member, will yeah, open a door? I don't do that. No. You don't you don't use that to no. open a door. Or... No, well, I, tr I can't say that I never, but I just it's more. I just do it, and if if they happen to know that I'm on on the council, great. But like to get a pothole filled, I just do, just do it like everyone else does. That's so. that's yeah. an easy one. They actually Des Moines is good about. If you call, that uh, pothole will or get Or use filled. the app, yeah. Or use the app, my, I guess, yeah. Yep, use the my app. My mobile DSM, so, yes. yeah. Um, what's in the future? Well, I, I, you know, one thing that I've enjoyed, just it's been a pleasure to build up the 4R Parks golf event. You know, a lot oh, of nonprofits yeah. have, have golf events, so... Um, Mike Eberly asked me if I could put together something for bikes that would be. So we do it the same day, start at Waveland, end at Waveland. And while the golfers are chasing a white ball around the 18 holes, we have about an 18 mile bike ride around Des Moines with some refreshment stops. And this last year we had more bikers than golfers. Oh, wow. That's, I think D went on it last year. Super you, cool socks. The very blue cool, socks. Very cool socks, yeah. Yep. Um, um, and so it's just, and the cool part about it is, I mean, it's terrific to have more bikers than golfers. But at the end of the day, in the clubhouse, we're, this, the golfers and the bikers together in support of Des Moines Parks. Last year, we went through 80 pizzas. Wow. <laughs> I mean, Ned Chido's crew was, they were hopping. <laughs> and it's just great. You know, we have um, door prizes and stuff, but the, the, um, uh, the clubhouse is just packed with people, and it's terrific. And then because the um, um, Waveland has to give away a day for uh, Des Moines Parks for a charity event, then that night, we do a walk around Waveland. And so a lot of people have never been on the Waveland golf course, uh, actually, actually neighbors. And so we walk the um, um, uh, cart paths hmm. and you see some really great trees and then the sun sets and, and it just makes it a great day. So That's awesome. You're right. If you don't golf, you wouldn't go there. Yeah. I mean, some people have been near the clubhouse on sleds, sure. but never been yep. out to see just, just what, are, and it's a nice family event. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so that's been great to build up that organization. I've enjoyed it, enjoyed it immensely. So, I'm wondering if I admit this to somebody on city council, but there's got to be a statute of limitations, maybe. But um, uh, we used to, we used to ride our bikes. <laughs> Around Waveland at night. Oh well, don't tell anyone. Never, never on the greens. Yeah. Never on the greens or the tees. But we would bomb those fairways at night with no yeah. lights. Oh my gosh, Whew. it was yeah. it was silly. I mean, that was early mountain biking days. It was like 
that was our Mount Tam was going it's to Waveland and right well, buying those things. Certainly, over the fifty years, bikes have changed. You know, it used to be just about road bikes, but it's not anymore. It's, yeah, this was early days of mountain biking. Um, we would do but that. Today, there's so many different type of bikes: cargo bikes, and oh my e-bikes, and um, Randallier bikes, and just a lot of different type of bikes. So. Uh, gravel bikes and road bikes and hybrids and right. 14 different kinds of mountain few, bikes. A few types of unicycles out there, too. So, there you know, there's How many lot. bikes do you own? Um, Susan thinks I own six. <laughs> what do you think you own? Uh, just We'll just leave it at that. Okay, so, yeah. fair enough. Well, I looked at your Jeffrey Bach. Jeffrey was on uh, an early podcast of my pre-Ragbri. Last June or July, he came on and talked about building bikes. You know, 73... I think he started 72 or 73. I'm going to have to go back and check that out. But, um, oh, we're just, this is our big 50th anniversary, isn't it? Yeah. For all things awesome. Um, uh, oh, the bike, the the bike ride you were just describing that ended at the clubhouse. Talk about the art that that provided. I understand. Oh, you mean art on the trail? Or? Yes. Yeah, isn't that cool? So cool. Yeah. I love I think every one six, of those. Six places, uh, six pairs of of locally produced art um, in, what are they, like 15 or so panels that you ride along and you just kind of, oh, well, this is pretty cool. It is cool. You're They're in this, like, curve, so as you ride up to them, they... They change. It's like yeah. level yeah, or blinds, change. maybe. Do, do you have a, a set that you like the most, or? Oh gosh. I like the one by the just north of the botanical garden. I think that's pretty cool. And, and there's also a pair on the Carl Voss Trail that's. Well, I was too. expecting you to say Carl Voss Trail, but um, there is one. I feel. Oh, I just saw one of the Women of Achievement Bridge. It's black and white. Oh. And I love it. Oh, yeah. I, I told Dia, I was like, I think that's my new favorite. Okay, so yeah. That, there you have it. Uh, those are super cool. And those were, wasn't that provided by the, um, I the think Friends of fun, Des Moines Parks? Yeah, I think the Friends of Des Moines Parks had a uh, share in that idea. So, yeah. yeah. It's super cool. Um, let me ask you, because you're not all about cycling. Of course, we talked about running. But what did you have to do with the Lords and Skate Park? Mm. I, so that was a group that I was involved in, Amos, a mid-Iowa organizing strategy, was the first group that came f- forward with an idea of a skate park. So I was involved in the social justice aspects of Amos and the community, and that's where I, I mean, I, I've never, I don't own a skateboard, so... I kind of wondered just, uh, if you're an old 1980s skateboarder, well, 70s skateboarder. Well, I did make one uh, from a 2 by 6 and a cut-off pair of um, That was my first skates. skateboard yeah. for sure. <laughs> yep. And steel, I wasn't very good at it. No, yeah, steel so. wheels. Anyway, so I just thought it was a great program to, um, to have in the morning. It just kept growing in terms of the size and the footprint and... Um, um, I had a, a hand in that with um, the lighting in this in the skate park uh, from some connections with the Fifth Street Bridge and getting that saved hmm. and um, uh, from um, Oskaloosa um, the lighting company I'll tell you here um, shoot not coming to me uh, that that light stadiums and such. Um, Oscaloosa, I don't know. I, I can only uh, picture Musco. Well, Musco is the company. That's right. Oh, okay. And Joe Crookham donated the the lights for the um, the skate park, and it, and I helped raise some money for the skate park. Has it met expectations? Oh, exceeded exceeded expectations. Why? Well, it's the largest skate park in the U.S. The location is just 
splendid. It's downtown. It's not on the edge of an industrial park. It's downtown. It's near trails. It's near bus routes. It's near hotels. It's near restaurants. And the lighting makes it pretty special. Um, and I was on the committee that selected the public art that's part of it. Oh, cool. The, the wow. No, not I cool. Love that. Wow. It's wow. wow. It's you're right. You're cool. right. It's wow. I have skated in the O of wow. Yeah. And um, oh, just uh, Jeremy Lewis from the Street Collective told me that the new um, B-Cycle station there is like already one of the top three in, really? in Des Moines. So it's getting a lot of use. So. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. So yeah, uh, it's an incredible, it's an incredible addition to the city of Des Moines, to really the whole skate community. Um, uh, gosh, what's his name? Totally drawing a blank. The pro skater that moved here. Um, Street. Um, Valet, Valet. Mike uh, Valetti. Yeah. Um, he's a, he is a great addition to the city of Des Moines and he wouldn't be here if it weren't for that mm -hmm. skate park. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, runs his business out of, like that skate park has brought business to Des Moines, which right. is incredible. And it's busy, unless it's covered in snow, it's busy every time you go by. I've had to train myself not to look when I'm on I-235. For sure, same I, thing. Okay, I'm, I'm going like, to look and then I'm going to have an accident. It's so just, just a quick better. glance to see yeah. how many little ants are like yeah. buzzing all over that thing. But yeah. it's, it's an amazing addition. So uh, thank you for pushing that. And that has been talked about for decades, really. Oh, uh, another great project is the uh, Fifth Street Bridge, the Green Bridge. So that was my first meeting as an interim city council member. They wanted to tear that down. Why did they want to tear it down? Well, they just, you know, they didn't need another bridge to maintain. So mm -hmm. uh, Chris Hensley and I volunteered to, oh, let's see if we can raise the money to save the bridge, so. What did it take to save that bridge? Because it's gorgeous oh, yeah. and it was yeah, so we worked on for a hot yeah, minute. We had to um, remove all the lead paint and oh. um, so I think that was get some get some of my projects mixed up. I think around four million dollars. It's gorgeous. Yeah, I, it is. It is. As we ride over it, we alternate. We'll either go down past Mullets and cross, or we'll cross the Green Bridge yeah. and yeah. go down past the stadium. Um, but every single time, I'm thankful that it's still here. Right. Because I truly enjoy it. I like that, the Red Bridge. I like the old Waterworks Bridge. Like the bridges in Des Moines on the trails are... Pretty awesome. Yeah. They're pretty awesome. Yeah. Every one of them. Every one of them the, is a uh, treat. The Wakansa Bridge that's on the Inner Urban Trail, that's yeah. a nice bridge. Yeah, you know the names of them. What one is that? That's the Wakansa Bridge. Well, I don't know what one that was. <laughs> Tell me uh, where well, it is. Inner Urban. Uh, uh, North of downtown on the Des Moines River. Oh, the old railroad bridge that yeah. by Euclid. Yeah. Okay. Wisconsin? Wakansa. Wakansa. What's that mean? Where's that name oh, from? Oh, so many names. So. Okay. Fair enough. No, I, I love that bridge too. And then the new Johnston one. Do you want to know a funny story about, I had something to do with the bridge, Trestle to Trestle Trail. Is that what that is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that heads into Johnston north of the interstate over Beaver Creek. Right. <laughs> um, Sycamore Trail was a thing. We had gotten Sycamore approved 25 years ago this September. Sycamore was approved as a place we can legally ride mountain bikes. And that bridge existed, but there were, there were no railroad um, uh, rails on it anymore. The rails had been right. removed. It was just railroad ties. Uh -huh. No, it's just railroad ties. Mm -hmm. And uh, grapevine had grown up through it. Mulberry trees had grown up through it. But it was our only way across Beaver Creek to connect both sides of Sycamore Trail. And I was at a um, conservation board meeting. And as you said, if you don't show up, stuff doesn't happen, right? 
So I was at a conservation board meeting and they were talking about that bridge and, oh, it's too expensive, like that's going to be a five-year project and we're going to have to really strategize and raise money to um, pave that or whatever. And somebody looks at me like, well, how do you guys cross, the, cross Beaver Creek now? And I was like, well, we carry our bikes across that bridge. What do you mean? I'm like, we just pick up our bike and carry it across the bridge. Over the railroad ties? Yeah. Oh. And it was like three months later and it was paved. Oh, nice. <laughs> I didn't even have to ask for the money. I just said how we crossed the bridge. So I, that's my big, it's yeah. not named after me or anything. <laughs> so the Fifth Street Bridge is going to have its 125th anniversary this year. Oh, wow. It, it was built in 1898. Well, there's a good history plaque on it. There's awesome plaques on it. Yeah. Do you have something to do with those? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Carl. So tell me why you're running for city council again. Um, well, it's not because of the pay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, there's some more things I want to do. Um, do you know anything about Vision Zero? I do not. So that's the plan that the city's going, uh, hopefully will pass to uh, a goal of 2040 to have zero um, auto, bike, or pedestrian deaths or serious injuries. In Des Moines? In Des Moines. Okay. So they can happen in Urbandale? Well, actually, the rest of the, the Metropolitan Planning Organization is going to do a similar plan, also Vision Zero. Um, I guess... Uh, all the communities but Des Moines doing their own plan. But um, yeah, so um, that's to calm down traffic and um, make it take care of visibility issues, uh, safer crossings for pedestrians like bump outs. Those are to shorten the path of people uh, when they cross the street. Uh, so the, the path they have to walk yeah. is shorter? Yeah. The, nice. That's awesome. Vulnerable mm -hmm. path. Yeah. So anyway, so that's one of the things that um, that I'm especially interested in, the uh, uncoupling of um, Grand and Locust Streets. Oh, wow. So imagine when the sewer work is done and those streets are two-way streets. Mm -hmm. Wow. Which I guess you won't be able to scoop the loop as easily. That's fine. That's kind of breaks your heart, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, it does. Um, so there's homeless issues that I'm interested in. And, you know, Des Moines is a really diverse community and should make it a safe place for everyone to live. So That's awesome. So, so those are among the things that I'd like to work on. I, I've um, been blessed with uh, great family and a good job and... Um, I like to give back, so this is uh, one way I can do it. So, Well, you give back and you have given back. All of the stuff that you have pushed for and accomplished over the years, past 50 years, <laughs> um, uh, any one of them somebody would be proud of. Like oh. this could be a list of 18 people accomplished these things, and all 18 of those people would be like, oh, hey, I helped start the B-Cycle program. Oh, hey, I helped start the... Uh, the bike collective. Well, it's not collective. about me. It's I mean, not about you, but, but every community, Des Moines is a better place because of Carl Voss. And if every, if, if one person in every community that hears this says, I could, I could take that on. Like Carl had no agenda. He just felt strongly about it well, and helped make it happen. Well, thank it could you. help make that community better. And you have made Des Moines. But I love collaborating with other people. You absolutely and, and do. So, <laughs> you, so, yes. No, I know that for a fact. That you know, I, I, I don't know if the, I got a check mark on my re report cards. I wasn't uh, one of the top tens in, in this. But I play well with others. So. You do play well with others. And, and uh, I mean, you couldn't do all of that alone. You couldn't do any of that alone, no, for no. sure. And, and, you, and you don't want to. So Right. Uh, so. Yeah, absolutely. But... Um, but Des Moines is a better place. Des Moines, I, I feel like, this is Dave, Dave Mabel's opinion, 
is um, the a cycling community in part because of the work that you've done to I mean just just the fact that you're like hey communities you should think about linking your trails together oh okay now we have to work on the on-street accommodations because trails don't lead to jobs and grocery stores and hardware stores or libraries. So, so, so we need to make, uh, improve the accommodations on the street because not everyone is as, as comfortable and confident as, as the two of us are. So. Yeah, I, I will give you that. I will not argue with you. However, I will say that with all of the trails that exist off-road currently, and I'm not saying off-road as in mountain bike, but like are not part of a um, uh, street, um, what's what's an infrastructure? They're not on. Yeah. You're not. You're completely off the street. Um, you can get so many places in town, including the grocery store and the library yeah. and the, but. Not all of the lib, not every library, yeah. not everywhere you go. So I'm, I'm hip on that. Um, anyway, uh, treat to have you on. I do also want to say, before we say that, when is the election? Oh, um, uh, November 7th. Okay. And uh, let's see, I think you, um, candidates can first file nomination papers uh, August, I guess the 28th, so it's a while before you can actually officially file. And I think it's sometime in mid-September the filing of papers closes, so. Um, but I did, I did see that you intend to file this year. I do. Yeah, so another four years of Carl Voss, hopefully. Well, I hope so. So yeah. do I. I. You're good for Des Moines. You're good for, good for this whole community. Good for Well, thank you. Iowa, thank you. absolutely. And it's been a treat to know you for I haven't known you for 50 years, but for a long dang time, that's for sure. I bet 40. I, yeah, I probably. really think we met at Living History Farms and I ran that in the uh, early to mid eighties and I know you were part of that community as well, so. That was a great race committee and so was Dam to Dam. All Absolutely. volunteer. Yep. All entirely volunteers. So. Yep, both of them and gave a ton of money to the community yep. over the years, ton of money to the community. Um, what I wanted to say a little bit earlier is we are at the new Bike Talk with Dave studio. It's not really my studio, but I'm saying that at Chain and Spoke Coffee. Chain and Spoke's been open a few weeks in the city of Des Moines. There's a new addition, a new business here in Des Moines. And um, here we are enjoying a cup of, you've got iced coffee. I actually haven't gotten a coffee yet, but um, anyway, it's a treat to be here. And, and I know that, uh, you're excited to see new yeah. businesses thrive in Des Moines. Oh, absolutely. And this Ingersoll Corridor, um, so one of my first city activities, I was on the Transportation Safety Committee, and the first meeting that I attended was to talk about um, a four to three lane conversion for Ingersoll. And oh my God, people fought that. Some people did. but. Christine Hensley put her, dug in her heels and said, we're gonna do this. And look at how this has changed dramatically in this, in this neighborhood, so. Yeah, no doubt. It's, uh, well, just way more pedestrian, and I say that including cyclists, way more pedestrian friendly. Right. Like you do not think twice about riding your bike to Sakari Sushi Lounge, or Chain and Spoke Coffee, right. or Zanzibar's, or whatever. Like, it's it's easy and convenient to ride around. I was so excited about this. I came down to watch the paint dry on the new lanes. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, on a Saturday. Oh, just watch them paint, paint the lanes. So. Are you happy with how it turned out? Yeah. Because it's an interesting. It's yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's been painful. Mm -hmm. and, and there's still some more work to be done. But um, yeah, it, this is nice. Then it, definitely a little bit of a learning curve. Yeah, and, but look at the um, the uh, corridor, the um, uh, uh, valuations of the, of the properties along the corridor. Boom. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Well, listen, Carl. Uh, I'll let you get back to the campaign trail. No. Or I, go I, ride your bike. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna ride to a 
neighborhood meetings. Oh, perfect, perfect. Okay. Thanks tons and uh, keep up the good work. All right, thanks. Yep. I'd like to thank Carl for joining me today. I always look forward to running into him. The guy's done a lot and it just shows what can happen if you have an idea and you surround yourself with others who can help make that idea happen and you just keep pushing the flywheel. I hope this conversation has sparked a thought in your head and that you can light a little fire in your community to help put more butts on bikes and make your own community a healthier, happier, and more vibrant place to live. Speaking of stuff that makes the community better, I also have to thank BikeIowa.com for being the online host of Bike Talk with Dave. BikeIowa.com has one of the most extensive lists of cycling events anywhere, including the Rock Mountain Bike Race, hosted by the Bike Iowa Racing Team. It's June 17th at the White Rock Conservancy near Coon Rapids, Iowa. We hope to see you there. It's a great place to enjoy miles of winding single track. And in only a couple of weeks, we'll be in Northeast Iowa, enjoying the beautiful hills of the Driftless region for the 100 mile, 100K, or 30 mile Driftless gravel races. I also hope that you can join us for Gary's Ride, a charity ride from Waukee to Dallas Center on May 20th with food, music, beer, and a great cause, fighting cancer. Again, look for all of these rides on bikeiowa.com. And thank you for listening to Bike Talk with Dave. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by rating, reviewing, and sharing. If you'd like to support the show financially and help it improve, you can go to buymeacoffee.com and throw some change my way. I'll use it to make the podcast better. And I'll send you a Bike Talk with Dave sticker. And some exciting news. One of those improvements that we've made with your donations is a new website. If you'd like a place to find all of the episodes online in one spot, just go to biketalk.bike. It's like the internet. You can listen to any episode and you don't need to use an app. How fun is that? Well, I hope you have a great week and think about what you can do to help put more butts on bikes.